ready to cry. The heat is on, huh? The heat is on. Welcome, patrons. Thank you yet again for your donations. And as you're welcome, we are back with another patron only exclusive episode for you. And I say we because I'm not doing this alone. This, of course, is Troy. With me today, the host of Hurry Up and Cruise Await, Jeff is here. Hey, how's it going, Troy? Thanks for having me here, and I am very excited to talk about this. Yes, yes. Is that, so, was that good? I didn't, oh. do my, didn't do my gimmick this time. Oh, sorry. Well, you know, different show. Uh, so you might, be, <laughs> uh, you might be asking, what is this shit? Well, this is a little something that I like to call burning sensation. That's right, because the WWE Network decided to put Sunday Night Heat on... I decided it would be good for us to hop in the Wayback Machine and go back to August 2nd, 1998 and watch every episode of WWE Sunday Night Heat. So. I was expecting this to be totally horrible. Surprise, surprise. It was not that bad. Yeah. And this, uh, so 1998, WWF Attitude Era, this is right right in um, our wheelhouse because both of us sort of became fans in, in the late 90s, um, right around this time. So um, for me, I remember Sunday Night Heat. I don't remember this specific episode. My, my memory is not that good. But I remember, obviously, the Attitude Era. I remember watching Sunday Night Heat. Uh, I don't remember anything like this, though. So, <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember Sunday Night Heat being this high profile, I guess. I kind of usually remember it just being a bunch of like low to mid card guys kind of going at it in singles and tag matches. Nothing for titles, that's for sure. Yeah, and obviously this is the first episode, so maybe they kind of went all out. We'll see what happens in the second episode, but <laughs> yeah. So um, we're gonna go ahead and run through the first episode of Sunday Night Heat, like I said, available on the WWE Network. So we start off with the old Attitude Era entry or uh, intro, which I enjoy. And then we get yes. the wonderful Sunday Night Heat intro. And, yeah. Tons a, tons of pyro. Oh, to open. gosh, yeah. yeah. We get a shit ton of pyro, um, which I miss, man. I miss it when shows started off with a bunch of pyro. It made it so much more meaningful, and it made it so much more... It got you amped up to see the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vinnie Mac starts the show off. Um, the crowd boos, so he's evil Mr. Man at this point. Uh, and he introduces introduces us to the host and star of Sunday Night Heat, Shane McMahon. <laughs> a very young Shane McMahon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler, who are the announced team, are very confused by this. Yeah, um, I thought it was weird how he had some sweet 70s porn music playing for him. <sighs> um, and then he came out, and then he went back into the back and returned with two whores, one on each shoulder. That's exactly the way I put it in my notes, too. He brought back two whores. Um, <laughs> so I didn't recognize either one of these two. Um, I don't have that encyclopedia knowledge of whores that Jason does. Um, but apparently one of these two ladies was on the cover of the Playboy lingerie issue. Uh, the other one, The other one, they don't really mention anything, so I'm, I don't know what's going on. But... Um, 
fittingly enough, as soon as they, they get uh, behind the announce table, there is a boobs equal ratings sign behind them. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's there's a, some weird little banter where JR says he can't hear what they're saying until they put headsets on. They put headsets on. Uh, JR winds up giving up a seat to whore number one. And Edge's music hits. Yep. No. So, yeah. And he comes through the crowd for some reason? Uh, Edge used to come through the crowd all the time. Um, that for some was, reason, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, that was his gimmick for quite a while. It, was, it wasn't until he kind of became rated our superstar that he didn't do that anymore because he was a heel. But yeah. Yeah, this was, you know, this this was old school Edge. This is, I think, slightly after uh, him. He's no longer with Christian, but because okay. obviously he does come up by himself. But I might be wrong on that. Um, and of course, it's the old music, still with the "You Think You Know Me," but the old just musical thing. Uh, and right. He, he is facing Double J Jeff Jarrett. Let me just say, Shane has a huge heart on when Edge comes down to the crowd. He is so excited to see Edge. Yeah. I don't know if if this is how Shane will always be on this stuff, but he is so fucking amped for everything that happens on this show. Um, also, his, you might say he might be on a little something. He might be. I mean, it's it's 1998. Cocaine was a hell of a drug. Um, <laughs> I do enjoy the fact that Shane's nameplate says Shane and Friends. <laughs> right. Um, and JR asks them if they are 21. So, And King blatantly flirts with them. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, so much so that it's, it's at one point in time he just disappears, and I'm assuming it's because one of them slapped him. Oh, yeah, yeah. probably. Uh, so we do get uh, Tennessee Lee doing Double J's intro. Um, and this is still, like hanging on to his 1980s look not entering into the attitude era double j where he's got the dumb hat and the weird like six suspenders across his chest stuff <laughs> yeah it's very very odd i never understood this obviously later when he gets the haircut and you know and and goes to just the trunks he looks much more like an attitude era wrestler than you would think but yeah, yeah. I, I, who was Tennessee Lee in WCW? Do you remember? I know you you weren't a big WCW guy, but he was definitely somebody in WCW. He was, I think, he was with Harlem Heat. I can't remember his goddamn name, and he was equally as bad then. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what his what purpose he serves here, other than getting involved later on in the match, um, but not in a good way. Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, he was Colonel Robert Parker. That's what it was, yeah, yeah, that's right. And he was he was like fucking flirting with Sherry, and it was really awful. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, so the match itself, uh, pretty decent. Edge hits a spear really quickly, but that's not his finisher at this point. Uh, that's so, exactly what I said. I was, I was like, oh, he hit the spear. It's going to be a short. Oh, that's right. He's. I think at this point he does. It's either the edgematic or. He does the, the education. The execution, it might be. It's one of those. Two. It's either the one where he puts him up his shoulders, or it's the DDT. Um, but yeah, he had the one. Didn't he have the one that was like a reverse X Factor or something? Yeah, yeah, he had that one too. That was probably like the education or something like that. <laughs> yeah, one one of those names with edge in it. Yep. Yeah. So throughout this entire match and for most of the rest of the show, Shane is the only person actually talking about the match. Uh, Jr. And, and yeah, Jerry... he he kind of he kind of gives up halfway through though too. 
Yeah, he does. But, but then he's like, but then he's like, oh yeah, we have a match to talk about, guys. Yeah, uh, but he's he's like, I mean, it's Shane commentary, and Shane commentary is pretty much like, oh, Edge with the big hit there, and oh, what, what would you call that one? A, a, a suplex there, Jr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like like I said, Jr. and Jerry just keep talking about the horrors that are with them instead of actually doing anything with the match. Um, Jarrett hits a skull crushing finale for a two count. <laughs> that's um, that's his. Uh, I think he has it. That was his finisher in TNA. He called it the stroke. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, they called it a reverse Russian leg sweep. I guess that was one of the first times he used it. It must have been, yeah. Because I mean, technically it is. Um, in in a way, I mean, in in so much as like Canyon's flatliner was also a reverse Russian leg sweep. Uh, True. <laughs> but yeah. Um, at this point, also in the match, Shane brings out the Playboy lingerie issue, <laughs> which he just happened right, to Right, and he's them. just showing it to the other commentators. Yeah, and JR asks if she's naked, and that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god. Yeah. So, um, I will say, there was one part that really made me laugh, and it was when, uh, in the very beginning of the match, Edge hits the spear and starts banging Jeff Jarrett's head off the mat. And Shane is literally just going, bang, bang, yeah. bang, every time he hits his head on the mat. And I just thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, and, and another part was, uh, I, I don't know what the girl said, but they were actually talking to the girls in the laundry edition. And I thought she said she has HIV. Oh, I didn't catch that at all. <laughs> I, I just didn't know what she said, but I, I listened back to it three times. And each time I thought she said, I, I have HIV. She and might like, be. Oh. She might be, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, the finish of this match sees Tennessee Lee talks with Double J, and they kind of decide that they're going to fuck over Edge. Uh, Double J tries to whip Edge in uh, across the turn or the uh, the ropes so that Tennessee can grab him, but Edge reverses it. Tennessee Lee apparently is like so committed to to doing this one move that he doesn't realize it's a different person heading his way. And so he grabs yeah. Double J's le- leg, Double J face plants, and that's apparently enough for Edge to get the win. <laughs> like, that made Jeff yeah. Jarrett look so fucking weak. Like, you lost by um, getting tripped, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was... And he got pinned clean. It wasn't like a roll-up. It wasn't anything else. He just got pinned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this, this is also... So, during, something... Go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, at, at one point, um, they take a break from the match so Shane can get some makeup. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was like, what the fuck? It, why? It didn't make any any sense. Um, I thought there was a cool move that Edge did where he did the, it was like the three amigos, but on the third suplex, he kind of did like a face buster type thing. Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. I had, I don't think I'd seen that before. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think the thing with Tennessee Lee is he was supposed to like be looking away and trip. But he did a really shit job, and he was just looking right at him and tripped yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, this is also during Edge's undefeated streak as a singles guy. Um, so they do mention that. This is another one of his wins. I guess if they actually would have talked about it during the match, he would have been like, well, we know who's winning this one. But they didn't mention it until after the match was over. Yeah. So. Uh, but Double J shoves Tennessee Lee. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't realize this was during his undefeated streak. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so D- Double J shoves Lee, takes off, and then we see um, Amy Cornelius and Mario Lopez from Pacific Blue. 
are in the crowd. Yeah, I said I said we get Mario Lopez and some bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so the the other thing about this is too, they mentioned this fucking show so many times during this broadcast. Oh my fucking god, it was way over the top. Yeah. They tried to incorporate it as much as possible. Right. So Pacific Blue was a TV show. Oh my god, they had 101 episodes. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. I know, right? Um, okay, I'm guessing... Okay, Amy Hunter is Amy Hunter Cornelius. Yeah. So let's see. Must have got divorced or something. Yeah, it just says... Hmm, okay. So she has done... She did one movie in 2017. One... She was a cop unnamed cop on a TV episode in 2014. <laughs> and Sounds successful. Yeah. She had a couple of things in 2007 and like things before that. And obviously, yeah, Pacific Blue was her big thing. Yeah, and Mario Lopez is flamingly gay and does the New Year's Eve every year. That's true. So, I wonder what happened with the Cornelius thing. <laughs> Yeah, she must have got divorced. She had to have. Must have. Um, hmm. Yeah, we're both frantically Googling right now. Um, yeah, uh, I want to see. Yeah, so uh, go ahead and look at... Oh, boy, I hope that's... Okay, that's not the same person. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's apparently an Amy Hunter who's a porn star, and that is not the same person, so... We're ah. good on that. Um, yeah, so... So yeah, so that's who we're going to keep talking about. Obviously, Mario Lopez, most people know about. Um, yeah, so Tony Cornelius, she was married to. It says she's divorced, but doesn't give an end date. So okay. Oh my god, she was in the Scorpion King. Oh no, she, she was Warrior a Warrior Woman. Oh my god! Oh, don't. <laughs> she was a. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> well, her. <laughs> I just looked up who Tony Cornelius was. Uh, he is. An unattractive black guy, so... Ah. Uh, oh, she was in the Cosby show. I wonder if she got one of those uh, slipperoonies in her drink. Oh, probably. Uh, <laughs> wait, it says that he worked... Oh. Oh, he's a producer on Pacific Blue. Well, that makes a lot of sense, then. It does. <laughs> Anyways, moving on from that, because we spend about as much time as they're going to spend on <laughs> Pacific Blue in this episode... Uh, we do get That's tri- true. Yeah, we get Triple H, X-Pac, and China talking backstage before we head to break. Then, when we come back from break, we get the DX music. And uh, no Outlaws this time. And, of course, Shane is super hyped for DX. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think I found out um, that Otis Dozovich was just doing his best Shane being excited impression. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Triple H will have to face X-Pac to see who will be number one contender for the European Championship on Raw. Yep. It's 1998. Why is Triple H trying to go for the European Championship? Was this around the King of the Ring time? Um, probably. Was that around the curtain call? I don't know when the curtain call was. I don't remember what year that was. Was that early? That must have been earlier, right? No, curtain call was, um, 96. Okay. Well, he must be building himself back up. Yeah. Um, yeah, because when he well, he's he's full on DX here, so uh, it's nineteen ninety six. Yeah, nineteen ninety six is when 
um, when the curtain call happens. So, okay. He should have already been Intercontinental Champion champion at this point, I think. Anyways, um, <laughs> so tonight they're here to talk to Jerry Lawler, and Triple H does his intro and then calls Lawler an old wrestler in a Liberace outfit, which I, which I liked. Yes, that was great. Um, yeah. Apparently Shane loves these guys. Yeah, he loves them. Oh my god, he's he is so fucking <laughs> in love with them. Um, yeah. uh, Xbox says they have pros and con- they are pros, and they'll rip it up, and then they'll shake hands, and then they'll go back to business, and then they tell Vince to suck it. Uh, at this point, yep. Uh, Triple H points to Shane Hors and says that DX is titillating, and that means that they that everyone knows what they want. They proceed to then pan over to someone else in the crowd who then actually flashes her tits at them. Uh, it is censored on yep. the network, by the way, so don't bother looking. But she is clearly fucking topless, for real. Um, and then they show another woman, oh, and yeah. another woman flashes her tits. So, <laughs> well, it, and, was, it was kind of funny to me. It looked like, it looked like uh, I mean, for, first of all, I'm pretty sure that first girl was a plant. Yeah. Uh, she conveniently had no bra on, but then the next girl they show who showed her titties, it was like a fucking before and after 20 years later. Yeah, well, then there was a third person, but they missed it, because she clearly didn't okay. have a bra on, and they, because they, they showed another chick with that was, had her, had her top on, so it's like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, which is always kind of funny. Um, yeah, it's, it, this was this was something else I tell you. Uh, yeah, course, this is kind of this is kind of a waste. Why why is King in his ring gear? By the way, he always commentated in his ring gear back in the day. I know, but like, why? It, it didn't make any sense to me. It never yeah. did. Yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense because I think there was maybe like twice that they've ever actually had him leave the commentary table and get into a match. So um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But of course, Shane is jizzing his pants during this whole segment. Uh, he proceeds to crotch chop DX and they crotch chop him back. So, Right. So yeah, uh, and then we go to an episode of Draws' World, <laughs> which I don't remember. Yeah, ever... we got a paraplegic world. Yeah, I don't remember this ever being a thing. Um, but he tells a story about being in a match and puking on Mark Henry's hand, which is ironic, <laughs> considering that Mark Henry will eventually give birth to a hand. Or, yeah, that is very, very <laughs> um, I, I, it's funny because uh, I think that we can make the connection now that D'Lo Brown purposely paralyzed Draws because he was friends with Mark Henry. That's true. There you go. He, 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 and can you imagine what his fucking awful ass tattoo looks like now? Oh, God, yeah. Because he ain't using uh, it. Yeah. No, he is not. Yeah. So... I have no idea what this perp- what, what purpose this served at all, but it leads into a match where the headbangers and draws take on Kayantai. Well, oh. first I have to say, <laughs> apparently, apparently the draws is out of control. We have to give it up for the draws, <laughs> according to Shane McMahon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was something else, man. Yeah, he is. Yes, it was. He's so. He's so fucking insane on this thing, and yeah, he does he does that a lot. Shane, of course, is a bro. We we know he is. He always has been. Uh, and his this is ninety nine percent of his commentary is that so gotta give it up for him. Oh my god! Between that yeah. and, and asking if people uh, people 
body parts hurt. <laughs> how's your how's your back, Edge? Uh, how's your back? How's it back? Oh my oh god. Oh my god, yeah. So much fun. So much fun. Uh but we're not we're not done because of course uh any uh, during this time, because it's Kayantai and they have uh Yamaguchi san, we get Mrs. Yamaguchi san with Val Venus. And yes, yep. we are we are right in the middle of Yamaguchi san wanting to choppy choppy Val's penis. <clears throat> yeah, choppy choppy his pee pee. Yep. Which of course Shane proceeds to say again too. He's gonna choppy choppy his pee pee, King Eric. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so the entirety of this match has Val Venus and Yamaguchi or Mrs. Yamaguchi like slow dancing up at the top of the ramp because they're not like making out or anything like that. Like they're no. just kind of like. Oh, I'm, we're we're touching each other. Look, look, but not fun. <laughs> um, also, yeah, it was really weird that the entirety of Kayantai was dressed in like sweatshirts and jean shorts. Yeah, that was odd. It was almost like they were just like little street thugs. Yeah, I don't know if that was always their gimmick because obviously the the big one from this one is Shofunaki, who eventually becomes you know SmackDown's number one announcer. And right. he eventually wears normal outfits. So, and then obviously when Taka joins up with him, he's also in a normal outfit. So it was weird that yeah, all of them are just like yeah, we're we're wearing a shit. Um, yeah, I I, w- I will say something that really made me laugh um, when in the beginning of the match when Draws came down with the headbangers, uh, apparently he jumped up on the apron and Shane thought that was a crazy feat of athleticism. And he was like, wow, he, what an athlete. He could jump up on the apron. Yeah. It's like, dude, everyone, was, everyone could do that. Like it was fucking ridiculous. I didn't realize how big draws actually was though. He's huge. Yeah. And it, I mean, it helps that like Dick Togo and Tao are tiny little, you know, children people, but yeah, That's true. even, even against the headbangers who are, are not small dudes. Yeah. Draws was fucking big. Yeah, I, I will say during this match, one there there wasn't that many spots that were exciting, really. Um, but I will say the one part that made me um, react was the part when the not Funaki one tried to drop kick draws in the corner or one of the headbangers. He landed directly on his neck and got up, and I was wondering if he was making fun of draws. Nice, because <laughs> he's apparently <laughs> apparently clairvoyant. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, Couple other other interesting things here. Um, at one point, I think it's Tao goes for a kick and completely whiffs on it. Oh yeah. Um, and at this point, King was banished from the announce table. They came back from break and he's just gone. And they just kind of say, "Well, the he eight I think Jr. says something along the lines of HR gave him the night off," which was just like, <laughs> "It's like I wonder why." <laughs> Because you have two, you have two ladies that, that are at the announce table with him. Yeah, probably not good. He's probably just jerking off onto the table. Probably. Um, so this was kind of a regular standard uh, match. Draws hits a power bomb, uh, gets a three count. It was what happened after the match that was interesting, <laughs> because <laughs> Val sends Mrs. Yamaguchi back son to the back and proceeds to come down to the ring. Everyone else leaves other than Kai and Tai, and it's like, okay, you're going to fight four guys now? But no, they leave as well, and instead Val goes over to Amy Hunter Cornelius. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> like, 
obviously, like, it's like, okay, you just sent somebody in the back who you're kayfabe fucking. Now you're trying to fuck this chick. And then Val pie faces Mario Lopez. (laughs) (laughs) And Mario Lopez hops the gate and tackles Val Venus to the ground. (laughs) Oh my god. I was watching this. I was like, fucking thrown out. I was like, I'm like, I do not ever remember Mario Lopez getting into it with the wrestler. But this was amazing. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Um it was just like he pie fa- pie faced him twice. Yeah. Um and it was tr- and Amy Hunter. Amy Hunter looked like she was into it a little bit. She looked like she was she was all about the the yeah. big Valboski. Yeah, she was very um, concerned after after it took Mario Lopez to the back and Val Val seemed a little no. hurt. She looked she looked yeah, she looked pissed at Mario Lopez and, and wanted to get with Val, but yeah. uh Shane Shane had another really good line here. Um when he tackled him to the ground, Shane was like, He's a fired up kid. He's fired up. Uh, I thought that was uh well well said, Shane. Well said, Shane, yep. Also I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Mario Lopez is older than Shane is. Oh yeah. So him calling him a kid is is hilarious. It is. Uh, so yeah, so so that was something that happened. Uh, then it's just not mentioned again through the rest of the night. <laughs> like Mario Lopez is just gone. They never show Amy again. So I don't know if she nope. also left, um, or if they were like, or if they were kayfabe that Pacific Blue is live and they had to get to the show. I don't know. <laughs> but they just like whatever. Yeah, I, we're I done really with them. don't. Yeah. Um. So the uh next. Oh, we get a recap of Sable versus Jackie in a bikini contest. gosh so this was something else so i guess this was wbf fully loaded was when this took place the only the only thing that they showed from fully loaded was this and yep this was the whole sable fighting against mcmahon thing or whatever like that mcmahon requests a blowjob from sable says she better not turn into an ungrateful (laughs) bitch uh she flips him off and strips down to her bikini that's the end of the segment (laughs) yep yep um it was a bikini contest between two girls with awful-looking fake tits yeah. and CD cases for asses. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> uh, I, you know, Jackie, Jackie's a Hall of Famer. We love her. Sable is somehow... Yeah. Sable is locked in Brock Lesnar's basement. You know, it's one of those weird things. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Uh, and, of course, this, again, again, shows you that at the time, and probably still today, WWE doesn't really care about women's wrestling, so... Yep. Uh, so yeah, um, Dela Brown heads out with Mark Henry in tow or hand, uh, <laughs> and um, Delo, the quintessential European champion, is the yep. current European champion, and he's putting the belt on the line against Ken Shamrock. Now, I was always a huge Ken Shamrock mark. Um, I was I was a big fan of both these guys actually. I was always a huge Ken Shamrock guy uh, as well. But I also really like D'Lo Brown. Yeah, yeah, D'Lo was a lot of fun as well. Um, I always wish they would have pushed Shamrock more. You know, D'Lo was kind kind of found found his place, European champion, Intercontinental champion, that kind of thing. Shamrock was what, King of the Ring, Intercontinental champion, and then they didn't really do anything else with him. So yeah. So yeah. Um, okay. I I like I like in the very very beginning. First of all, Ken Shamrock has like a Vince walk type thing going when he's heading down to the ring um and at the very beginning of the match we get the infamous uh 
D'Lo Brown going for the cheap shot, but then he eats an elbow, and we get Shane going, how's that feeling, D'Lo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, which I enjoyed. I, I like it any time that, you know, somebody anticipates somebody actually trying to attack him first. Yep. Um, Shamrock eventually does get uh, get clotheslined to the outside uh, and then taken down by Mark Henry. He gets back in the ring, and Dan Severin and Steve Blackman arrive at your side. And Shane straight up name drops UFC. So that wasn't a big deal. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, sh- fucking Mark Henry had a, a terrible clothesline on the outside. And uh, how'd that feel on your chest? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. And then, yeah, Steve Blackman and Dan Severn come down. Dan Severn has an indomitable mustache. Oh, my God. His, I'm pretty sure his mustache, mustache holds a world record for mustache push-ups. Uh, it has to. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, like, you know, if, if I'm D. LeBron and Mark Henry, like, these three dudes could legit kick your ass. Like, I don't care how big Mark Henry is or how strong is it or like that. I would not want to get anywhere near fucking Dan Severn by himself. I would not want to get rid of anywhere near him, even if I had three guys on my team. Like, because he's crazy. No. <laughs> he's fucking crazy. Did you ever hear the story about Dan Severn? Not that, not to go off track. Okay. There's a story about Dan Severn when uh, it was like towards the end of his WWE career or WWF, I guess. Yeah. And he was going into the Royal Rumble and he was uh, talking to everybody backstage like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking beat the shit out of everybody in the ring and win. Oh, and uh yeah and and people like were f- legitimately freaked out by it and uh but he just he didn't and he did what he was supposed to but i that would have been a fucking sight to see if he just got in there and started fucking kicking people's asses yeah i mean everyone remembers the daniel pewter thing where he you know oh. le- legit tried to take out kurt Engel, which was a dumb fucking move on his part uh but yeah again dan seven he probably could do it Oh yeah, yeah. It was okay. I still love that uh, Daniel Pewter got his when he was fucking goes to the Royal Rumble and fucking Ben Benoit, hardcore Holly, fucking literally chopped the shit out of him. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things to watch. Oh yeah, it was. It was. You're like when he came out. You're like, there's an interesting amount of hard hitting guys in the ring with him right now. I'm sure this will go fine. And then hardcore Holly comes out, and you're like, oh. Oh jeez! Oh no! This is yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the end of this match, because this was a good match. Um, Shamrock hit a belly to belly. He got a standing Hurricane Rana from the fucking you know the top rope, which was crazy. Um, but D. LeBron winds up shoving Dan Severn. Not a good idea to do. Uh, no. and Severn, Severn hops in the ring to attack D. Lo. The match ends with D. Lo winning via DQ. Now. To me, anything that Dan Severn does, I'm not sure if it's scripted or not. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I I think that this was the way this was supposed to go, but didn't it seem like D'Lo didn't expect to see him coming into that ring behind him? <laughs> oh, absolutely. He he's like, let's let's put it in a, in a little like a realistic perspective. That was probably the smartest thing he could have done because. He got out of there and ran away and like yeah. was hugging his European championship and let's <laughs> let fucking Severin and Shamrock kind of face off. Yeah. Um but it was funny how like when he turned around he was like, Oh fuck. Like he he, he could see he was not ready for that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's like so it's again, it's like so was that supposed to end in a DQ or did Severin just go into business for himself? Because either way, like 
we we knew D. Yeah, probably regardless, wasn't regardless it worked out well. Yeah, exactly. Um, afterwards, Shamrock is pissed. He winds up yelling "fuck," which the WWE Network does not edit out. <laughs> Um, and then he throws a fit, and my favorite is the fake scream from the whores going, Ah! Protect us, Shane! <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that was fucking... That was bad. I mean, it was blatant roid rage from fucking Shamrock. Yeah. But, um, I actually had a funnier thing. Uh, well, to me, it was a little funnier. The, the fake screams were hilarious, but then fucking Shane going, You don't want a P.O. Shamrock. Like, you couldn't say piss off. You couldn't say that. It's uh, like, that's the bad word. Yeah, dude. It's like, I'm pretty sure you, you could say that. You're fine. <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we literally just heard a man yell fuck on live TV. So, yes, we did. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. So, the we get a, a, a notification that The Rock and Owen Hart will face Kane and Mankind to see who will face The Undertaker and Stone Cold for the tag belts. None of those teams are tag teams. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, some chick from Pacific Blue talks to Bart Gunn. Oh, uh, God. So this was right after Bart Gunn knocked out Dr. Death in the Brawl for All. And I was like, I'm like, is she foreign? Is she deaf? She had a <laughs> weird accent. <laughs> I couldn't place. Uh, either way, she definitely wanted to blow Bart Gunn. Yeah, yeah, good good for her. Um, I, I didn't realize this was during in the Brawl for All tournament, and when I realized that, um, countdown to the end of Bart Gunn's career. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm alright, now i got to find this chick here, because I don't know if I remember what name they called her. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember either, but she, yeah, she did have some sort of weird, like, fucking Macedonian accent or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was really odd. Let's see. But uh I'll see if I can find her too. Um Yeah, it was it was hilarious because Bart Gunn looks like a total fucking he's so ugly. Yeah. He's not a handsome guy at all. No. No he's not. Um oh boy. Let me see here. And I also thought it was funny how they actually I still think to this day it's funny how they actually thought this would be a good idea. But Bargun won on pure fucking windmill punches. He won that whole tournament on windmill punch. He has no idea how to actually throw a punch. Yep. Okay, so... Okay, well, that says WWE Raw. Was it we got this trick? Paula Tricky, maybe? Well, oh, no, at... that's fucking old bitch. Yeah, I'm looking at the women on here. We've got... Darlene Vogel, who was on the Slammy Awards, but it doesn't say she was on the Sunday Night Heat. Yeah, uh, Shana, Shana Mochler? Shana Mochler, yeah. Both of those people Whoa. from America, though, so I don't know. Um, yeah. Let me see. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to figure this one out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll see if I can. Uh, let's see. Okay. Oh, I might have something here. Let's see. Ooh. Oh, it is. It's Shanna Mokler. Hey, look at that. All right. Shanna Mokler from Rhode Island apparently doesn't know how to speak. Um. <laughs> oh, dude, that's who she is. She's the dude who married Travis Barker. 
Oh, okay, okay. She's from yeah. Rhode Island, apparently. She yeah. might be deaf. Was <laughs> IMDb had plastic surgery on her body? Well, thanks. <laughs> yep, thanks. Yep. She, you can uh, kind of tell from what she looks like now. Well, I mean, we know. I mean, you can definitely look up nude pictures of her, which I am doing right. You know now. what's? <laughs> you know what's hilarious to me what's is that? during this time. She, during the time she was flirting with fucking Bart Gunn, she was dating Oscar De La Hoya. Nice. Fucking oh, boxer, boy. which is fucking hilarious. She did not age well. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, go ahead and look up some of those nudie pics, and uh, she's done Ooh. some stuff more recently. Anyways, we we have a bad problem of getting distracted on these shows. <laughs> Anyways. Yep. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin is your WWF champion at this point, as well as the tag team champion. Austin and Taker won the belts off Kane and Mankind. So, you know, WWE throwing two singles guys together has always been a thing. Um, but we get to our main event. The Rock, the current IC champion. So, another singles champion trying to win the tag team belts. Um, and Owen Hart, who are both members of the Nation of Domination at this point. Uh, we get a huge Rocky Sucks chant as they come out. And yep. this probably was my favorite Shane moment of the night, where he had to promo Pacific Blue, Silk Stockings, and La Femme Nikita. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, he was, I mean, he kept his fucking energy up reading it. That's for sure. Um, he went through and was reading it like he was calling the match. He was telling them the fucking plots of each thing, and he was he was all, all go. Yeah, you're just like you're like. Do you do you watch those shows, Shane? Because you seem like you know a lot. <laughs> so he's yeah, like, he was invested. Yeah, he's like telling you telling us what's going on with the Femme Nikita. And this chick's trying to escape from this here, and it's like, are you spoiling stuff for us? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. He was so, definitely going through that. It, it was it was funny. Yeah, he he was going in depth. He definitely probably went on and, and made some shit up. I I imagine, but who nobody was watching. It's Sunday night on USA Network. I don't think any of these shows were all that fucking impressive. Um. So yeah, they are facing off against Kane and Mankind, the former champions. Um. One of these guys are still wrestling. Amazingly, if you can call it that. Uh. One of them is the biggest movie star in the world. Another one has a hot daughter, and the last guy's dead. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Owen... Man, you know, you gotta love Owen. And it it always sucks every time we kind of get a... Uh, um, any kind of Owen Hart match that you watch, and you just think about if WWE hadn't have fucked this guy over so much, he'd be alive today. So, yeah. Yeah, what could have been, really? Yeah. You know? Uh, we also get, uh, this is a couple months after Hell in a Cell at King of the Ring, where Mankind took his 20-foot fall, because they mentioned that. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a good amount of, you know, taking back and forth. Rock with that float over DDT, which I always love. Mm-hmm. When, when Rock sends Kane to the outside, we get a comical, oh, no, from the whores, which is good. <laughs> Um, other things in this match, uh, there's a, a fuck WCW sign in the crowd I saw. Yep, I saw that too. Yep. Um, let me see what else we got here. 
I know uh, I know he got Kane with the top rope clause line and uh, has your chest feel rock. Yeah, has a chest feel rock. Yeah. <laughs> more more awesomeness from Shane. Um, this was the... Uh, do you have anything else to say about the match itself or, or can we talk about the ending of this? Um, I, I have a couple things. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're constantly teasing Stone Cold coming out at any point. Um, they... Uh, <clears throat> What did I have here? Oh, yeah. Um, Shane, for some reason, is calling Austin's fucking beers that he's drinking uh, stabilizers. Yeah, okay. Yep, I had that down, too. I, I'm like, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> Yeah, he, he went with it like three different times. He's like, yeah, Austin's getting in some stabilizers. Yeah. I was like, are you... Is that a reference that someone should understand? Or is that just something I, that you made up? Or... It's definitely something he made up, and he was just running with it. Yeah, that's what he did. He, he would say something and just run with it. Yeah, and Jr. Um, Jr. is Jr., so he will almost never like comment on anything that he's saying. So it's I just, wish he would have. Yeah, because there's a couple of times you just you just want Jr. to turn and be like, just calm down, dude. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what stable stabilizer? What, what the yeah, fuck are you talking, are you talking about? about? Yeah, because he would do that shit with King whenever King said something stupid. He'd call him on it, but. It, I don't know if it's because he was worried about Shane because even back here, like Shane was always like the 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 workers guy, you know, like he was he was buddy buddy with the workers. He was really respectful of him and stuff like that. So I kind right. of feel like feel like Jr. probably could have said something to him and been like, "Dude, you're, you're fucking stupid," and he would have been fine with it. But yeah, for whatever reason, he just yeah. lets him go crazy. I, I think it's probably because of Vince, just like. I let my son do what he wants. Yeah, probably. Don't you interrupt him. Yeah, let him um, bring the whores I, out there. <laughs> um, I, I had uh, some asshole in the crowd was holding an Austin 316 sign upside down. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, uh, and then we get, of course, uh, Kane with a choke slam and how's your back, Owen? <laughs> I can really went with that all throughout the show. It was definitely, but yeah, like, we, I don't know if he was trying to, trying to coin a catchphrase or something like that or what. It was not a good catchphrase. No, it was not. Uh, uh, go ahead. You can go to the ending if you want. Okay, so this ending confused the piss out of me. Because eventually all four guys make it to the outside. And they're beating the shit out of each other. The ref calls for the bell and somehow Owen and The Rock won via countout? But everyone's yeah, outside. This, <laughs> this, well, apparently Owen, uh, apparently Owen slid into the ring uh, before the 10 count. Okay. Um, which was the fucking worst ending you could have to this match. I guess it was a way to keep Kane and Mankind strong. But uh, it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, it didn't but, make any sense. The match The match was fine, uh, but the, it was a very bad ending. Yeah, well, and they kind of missed the ending because I was confused. The fuck. I'm like, wait, but did, what happened? Like, how did they win? <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it just didn't. It, it was it was such a weird thing because I was I was as I was typing this, I was like looking at I was typing it up on my phone and I was looking at my phone and I was looking back at the TV and I'm like, oh, they're outside. And then oh, all four of them are outside. Oh, oh, now Owen's back in there. Oh, wait, that's the end. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, okay. All right, I guess that's what we're doing now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this match ends, and I'm like, there's still a little bit of time left on the show. What's going to happen? Yep. And instead of getting Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out, 
we get him backstage with Michael Cole. Yeah. Stone Cold gives... fucking Michael Cole. Oh, God, yeah. Stone Cold gives a promo uh, where he's like, I'm I'm teaming with The Undertaker. We're champions. I don't like him. Um, Somebody's getting their ass beat. Rather, it's Undertaker, Rock, Owen Hart, or, or anyone else. And then he says, Michael Cole, you're starting to piss me off. And then he just fucks off and leaves. <laughs> That's the end of the yep. show. Yep. Like, what yep. a weird fucking way to end a show. Yeah. Um, and, and during that uh, interview, I guess, Michael Cole asked him some sort of question like, uh, do you think Undertaker turned his back on purpose when Kane attacked you and, and Stone Cold caught him, called him a smarter jackass than he looks, yeah. which I appreciated. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, then he, he he said you're starting to piss me off, and I was like, all right, good. There, there needs to be more of this in uh, against Michael Cole. Yeah, yeah. Anytime like, we can get um, somebody either saying Michael Cole is an asshole or trying to rape him, I'm good with it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why fucking Heidenreich was the best. Yeah, exactly. Heidenreich uh, is the goat. There you go. So yeah, so first episode of Sunday Night Heat. Obviously, at this point, it's, I think, I want to say that they have SmackDown, right? Because SmackDown was like, nine, no, no, they don't have SmackDown yet, do they? So this is like only their second no. show, I think. Yeah. Um, so considering that this is kind of supposed to be like, I mean, eventually, it, I think it turns into like a main event kind of thing where, yeah, they just use underutilized guys. But for the first one, you had the biggest stars at, at the time all on the show. Yeah, I'm. I'm really surprised uh, that the Rock was on this. Kane, Owen Hart, you got Ken Shamrock, which was great. Um, and then you got some under guys, but you know, you you had uh, some up and comers like Edge at the time. Um, Jeff Jarrett was on his way out, I think, at this point. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm I'm really curious to see where it starts to really go downhill. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we will see eventually. Um, so yet again, thank you, patrons, um, for for paying for this. Uh, this one's for you. And yeah, we uh, I, I hope to have another episode of this very soon, so we can keep following uh, on this. And uh, many other things are coming your way as patrons. So don't uh, don't 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 cancel. Okay, I, I need this money. All right, thanks. Thank yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thanks to Jeff for uh, for coming of on. Of course. Everybody. Thanks, Troy. I appreciate it. I'll I'll do this again anytime. This was fucking. This was a blast. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So with that, uh, go ahead and go to rundownwrestling.com. Or if you're already there listening to this episode, uh, no, you wouldn't be listening to this episode because you're patrons. Um, so yeah. So go over to rundownwrestling.com. Check out all of our shit there. We've got a lot of different things. Keep it locked to Patreon. Tell your friends to join Patreon as well and 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 become a patron of the Rundown Wrestling Network because you're going to get continue to get awesome shit like this. Uh, but with that, we will go ahead and see ya. How's your back, Troy? <laughs> How's your dick? <laughs> <laughs>